following message is presented by Community Gospel Church in Bremen, Indiana. It is our great privilege to share this ministry with you. We in no way intend for this to be a replacement for the local church. It is our prayer that this would serve as a resource to help make Jesus Christ known in our congregation and other congregations gathering across the world. For more information about Community Gospel Church, visit www.communitygospelchurch.com. All right. Well, welcome. Welcome. Hey, Jess. Hi. I haven't seen you forever. I know. It's been a while. So we took a two-week hiatus. We we did. We did. I was I was out of town. We didn't we didn't mean to. We just no. did. I actually I realized it when I was driving um to Kentucky and I was like, Oh, we didn't podcast. Yeah. And then I thought, can we zoom this in? Like, can we do it? And I thought, no. I love your tenacity because you're like, we could do this. We uh, well, I really did think, like, happen. how could we? But I thought, man, quality would probably be terrible. <laughs> I don't even know if I'll have cell service at this place, so I'm not even going to suggest it. Whatever. We can make this happen, Jordan. I promise. Mm-hmm. Nah, it's all good. Uh, awesome. A lot has, has transpired. A lot, in yeah. In the past couple weeks. So uh, here's the deal. We, we are in this crazy book called Atomic Habits. Yeah. We paused it last time we were together because yeah. we talked about um, the youth retreat, the youth retreat, which yep. is fine. And um, um, I'm all about like organic growth. And mm-hmm. there's so many things to talk about that I think we don't talk about yeah. enough. So uh, and this is kind of our chance to talk it every is. week, too, as well. So um, I think people think we talk all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we don't. Just because we don't see each other. We, we both yeah. are moving in different directions. And this is kind of our day that. Hey, we move in the same direction and we different just, paths. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, what it is. Absolutely, that's a be- much better way to say it. Yeah. So, yeah. um, so yeah, like on a Friday, we sit down and and we chat, and normally it's over a book, which is mm-hmm. fine, and we're gonna keep doing that, which is which is great. But um, as church stuff continues, there's some things that I just want to make sure that we're hitting on, yeah. because I know a lot of our people listen to this, mm-hmm. and um, it gives them kind of insight on what right. we're doing and. and um, how we're making Christ known. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so yeah, so let's backtrack a second. Um, two weeks ago, uh, and then and then we'll do just kind of like a random like Q and A stuff. Okay. Um, so, holy cow! So <laughs> we had the youth retreat. <laughs> we did. That was done. Yeah. Um, we did a Father's Day swap. We I did. I don't know if we ever talked about this. We mentioned, I feel like we mentioned mention it, it but bit? I don't know. what. When was Father's Day? The 20th? That was before the retreat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so did did the Father's Day yeah. swap, did the retreat, and then there was a mission trip. There was, yeah. Um, to Kentucky. Yep, to Beattyville, Kentucky. <laughs> Do people pick- talk like that oh, in Kentucky? <laughs> yes, and I think half our team picked up an accent while we were there. It was hilarious. So let's... let's um, Let's talk first and foremost, because I think this will help a couple of people on how that mission trip formulated right. and how we do mission trips. Yeah. So first of all, we have, it's not a missions committee. It's a missions ministry. Right. Everybody absolutely. calls it the missions committee and we don't, it's, no. <laughs> it's a ministry. Yeah. We can't, fa- wording matters and wording we're still does. working on changing, like uh, helping that change. People are like, oh, the missions committee. I'm like, no. we don't have a missions we don't committee. Have committees. We don't have committees at all, at all. here at right. Community Gospel. But somehow they creep in. It's like, they do. So whatever. Um, so anyway, uh, we have a missions ministry. They have done trips to like Guatemala. Right, right. Um, 
They, my wife has been there. Yeah, um, they take a Mexico trip in um, over Christmas time. Yeah, and people do personal trips too. Yep. Like I've been to Israel twice. Yep. Um, I mean, so so there's kind of some of these sporadic things, but we've never really had like a a, a trip where the the adults, for lack of better mm-hmm. words, and the youth kind of con- con- right. convene. So how did that kind of come to fruition? Yeah, so we. Um, little backstory on our youth group we're young we don't have a lot of upperclassmen um just because and um, a lot of our upperclassmen are um just working and involved in sports and stuff so for them to take an entire week in the summer is hard so we decided um but i wanted to do a youth mission trip Mm -hmm. i didn't i don't feel as youth there's so much ministry opportunity in the states and when you start going out of state the states, not our Indiana, but just the United States, mm-hmm. there's a lot more heaviness to that. Right. Personally, I wasn't ready for that um, since I've never led a mission trip as well as... Ever? Or, really? I've been on them, but right. I've never led them. Oh, yeah. It's a whole um, different ballgame. It is a whole different yeah. ballgame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been on multiple mission trips throughout my life, but never in a leadership like planning This is all. on me. Yeah. Yeah. So talked with um, the head of our missions... Um, ministry. It's so hard, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just said, what do you have? And we kind of, he mentioned this trip to Kentucky and mm-hmm. um, they've gone with this group, Hands and Feet Ministries for a few years now. And, um, and to be fair, the, the person that we're speaking of who um, oversees, he's our um, uh, missions ministry head. Mm-hmm. He goes all over the place. Oh, he does. I mean, he's been to Russia multiple times. uh, His heart beats missions. Yes. I mean, if his uh, he's told me multiple times if his parents weren't still like he would be on the mission field Mm -hmm. um, because his heart beats short term missions and probably long term missions a little bit. And he has a friend Mm -hmm. who is in the in the area who has the exact same passion that he does. Yes. So both of them are like. Whatever, like if you have, if you want to go on a mission trip, like we just contact them. Absolutely. We're like, where are you guys going? Yeah. Like they, and he told us about this one, said it's very teen friendly. Mm -hmm. Um, We would go do some simple work things, but run a um, three day uh, kind of like short Bible VBS type thing. Right. And I thought our teens could do that. You yeah. know, there were some community day stuff events involved and um, some food pantry stuff and just thought we could, we could participate in that. So put it out there, got some teens on board and realized, man, that was not very many. Let's open it up to the church. Yeah. And um, so the original plan was to have it just, it was, just it was, but just, it ended up being so perfect, the group mm-hmm. that went. So opened it up, had a few women come, um, a couple men. Our head of our mini- missions ministry came, and, and then one of our dads came. He had two yeah. sons on the trip, yeah. and um, we took 16 people, yeah. and, um, yeah, it was a good time. I love the uh, – so, obviously, community gospel exists to make Christ known near mm-hmm. and far. And I think we are constantly thinking missions is far. Yeah. Um, but in reality, missions can be near too. Right. Like we forget the homeland. I remember when um, I first uh, took lead uh, here, one of the things that we talked about uh, over and over again was um, community gospel had all these missionaries far. Right. And I said, hey guys, like that's great. Mm-hmm. Like I love that yeah. you're reaching out. But if we don't take care of the near piece. Yeah. Like, we're going to lose the far piece. Absolutely. And a lot of our people really rallied around that Mm because they were like, oh, yeah, that's true, you know, Um, because we have to connect. And when I say near, it's community and 
within um, like a little bit, I would say, of a range of a community. Yeah. So like Kentucky is just a couple of hours yeah. away. Yeah, it was six hours. Um, it, But it was very cross-cultural. Mm-hmm. I mean, the culture that we dove into was like nothing you experience in this area. I mean, we've had kids serve at Camp Raybird, mm-hmm. um, which is in South Bend. And so you have a lot of poverty um, inner city They're students. They're serving currently over there. They are. Yeah, 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 we have a family there. And then we took a group of our teens out. Mm-hmm. And I had teens that did both. And, you know, there were some similarities just in um, home life and things like that that we encountered. But they're like, this is still nothing like what we encountered. Yeah. Um, the place we went, uh, Beattyville, Kentucky, is the poorest county in the United States. Whoa. Um, that in the whole U.S.? In the whole U.S. Wow. Um, the average income is $20,000 a year, mm-hmm. and you would be making a good amount. Like if you're you doing that. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the 80% of all kids live with grandparents. Um, mom and dad are not in the picture for a variety of reasons. I wonder why in that that region, why yeah, that that would be a really interesting. It study. would be. Um, it was. I mean, they're like, look at this house; it's huge, mm-hmm. and it's a big trailer. Yeah, and they're considered wealthy. I mean, it's just it. It was. It was a completely different culture there. So you guys, okay, so um, we're 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 gonna kind of yeah peel some leadership lessons out of this, so. You look at it, you say, we're going to have adults go and we're mm-hmm. going to have youth go. Would you do it again uh-huh. in that regard? Um, and then we have um, we have conferences as well. So yeah. so you as um, children's and youth, you look at it, would you, would you stagger or would you recommend that somebody uh. say, <laughs> okay, we're going to do a mission trip this summer, we're going to do conference this summer, like uh. – looking forward and kind of some future planning what what's what's kind of your mindset there man i don't know because i've been in my head before this trip it was we're going to every other year it Mm -hmm. and the efc every other year like mission trip one year mission trip and small like internal retreat we rented out grace adventures yeah and then the following year the efca has a big national youth conference which is amazing i've heard nothing but great i've got to go get a preview of it but man, COVID kicked it out. COVID kicked it out. So then we didn't get to go. It's coming back. It's coming back next year in 2022. And so the, and before this trip, the, what it was, we do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. So for two years, you're I'm, locked in though. Cause you just did mission trip next year. You'll do the, the EFCA that's the plan. But then after that, it's kind of question mark. It is. And even still like, I'm, I'm really praying about the EFC. It's so good. I mm-hmm. want to support it, but I'll tell you this. Taking a group of teens I, with the adult component, which which was huge. I loved having the adults we went, um, not only because it took some of the relief off of me, mm-hmm. um, but it gave a level of just wisdom and maturity that we had mm-hmm. um, that could pour into our teens as well. Um, that It was life-changing, I think, for all of us. Mm-hmm. And I watched them learn and grow in their relationship with Jesus Christ in ways that I think this was one of the biggest springboards and catalysts for that growth. And I don't know, like, do you feel just coming off a retreat helped that? Probably. I think it set our mindset a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, It got us ready. We spent the week before we left in training, Mm -hmm. um, which 
for better or worse, the kids did not love, but they did did say they appreciated me more. So we'll take that as a win right. and go there. It's like bringing guest speakers. I'm like, hey, yeah. So now you'll be thankful when I do your training yeah. next time. But the content was amazing, and they would, and they have so many memories from that. And they did learn. I don't know. I, I there's so much value in serving together. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, that and serving in a place that's uncomfortable yeah. and hard yep. and dirty. And you're just, it's just hard. You, it bonds you in a way that I don't, I don't know that you get at a retreat or a conference. Mm -hmm. Um, Even when the conference is designed to include an aspect of service. Yeah. We were so not me, me focused this trip. It was so focused on others. And that's what I love about a mission trip. So it sounds like you have to kind of take a step back and assess it and go, I, go from there. I'm praying a lot. I have, um, I meet with my team soon and we're going to be praying a lot and just, mm-hmm. okay, God, show us what direction are we supposed to do? What is going to help further your name mm-hmm. and what is going to help our kids experience you yeah. and know you? in a more personal way um, for their growth as well. And I don't know. It's interesting you bring that up because I've been kicking this around for years in regards to pastor's conferences. Because mm-hmm. I would always go to pastor's conferences and I'm like, I want to talk to the speaker. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I want, like how do I get to yeah. sit and, and talk to him? And taking it a step further, is there any way like he could come and like do life with me? Yeah. You know, like could he like assess my life mm-hmm. and, and what I'm doing in the church and stuff like that? And, there's validity for sure in sitting in a conference Absolutely. and hearing it. I'm not saying that. No. There's, I mean, being a professor and, and educating and, and mm-hmm. there, there, I think there's validity to it. There's another aspect in, I think you have to have both. You have to have yeah. this element where you're like, okay, now this is what this looks like with the nitty gritty, right. which we've constantly been working with seminaries over, you know, because we look at seminaries and we're like, okay, you're teaching pastors the doctrinal side of things, which is great. They mm-hmm. need that. They Absolutely. need to be grounded in Absolutely. theology. But, hey, nobody teaches you what to do when you have that board member who hates your guts, right. you know, and you didn't ask for him and he's just here or mm-hmm. a congregation who doesn't respond to your teaching and preaching. Yeah. You know, like, what do you do with that? Or there's all these other elements, you mm-hmm. know, both you and I love to teach. And yep. it's like. But that's not all that ministry's cracked up to be. There's there's another, I would say, 75 to 80% that nobody tells you about. Right. <laughs> you know? Yes, that is very true. And you're <laughs> like, yeah, it'd be so great just to hang in this 25%, but there's yeah. this other 80%. And uh, the assessment there is just so hard. What are, what are some of those things that you and your team will, will use, and maybe this has helped to somebody else, will yeah. use to be the catalyst um, to make those decisions in the future. Yeah. Um, well, I think one of the things that I'm always challenged, um, in my prayer life. So I think the first step is just going to be, um, after sports camp is over, which is coming up is to send that email and say, Hey, we need to start praying. Just start praying right now for one month. Will you dedicate to prayer? What should we do Mm -hmm. for our next summer schedule? Like, what does that look like? And I think that has to be the first step for us. Um, I'm so quick to plan that I often forget to pray Mm -hmm. and just been really convicted and seen the power of prayer. Um, Even on the mission trip as an adult, I think I was I know I was impacted just as much, if not more um, than these students were. And so that's step number one is Mm -hmm. commit to a month to pray of what our summer our summer is going to look like. Sure. Um, 
I think then it's just asking the questions, you know, what is our, what is our goal for our students? Um, like what, what is it we really want for them? Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, is it, we want them, you know, to experience God. We want, we want them to, we, we want, I think we want a little bit of that shot in the arm. I don't think there's anything wrong with some of those like catalyst moments in your faith, because I think they, they springboard you out of complacency into a place of, um, growing to be more and more like Jesus. I understand you can't live there and sustain there, but I think, you know, those things are good. So how do we provide some of those like big moments that springboard us into being able to then continue that conversation and help to continue to move them along in Mm -hmm. their sanctification? Um, What does, you know, I don't want to be so insulated that it's all about us. So how are we, how are we as a youth impacting the kingdom of God and, you know what by doing some of these things how are we making christ known mm-hmm. and i think you can answer i think here's the thing i don't know if there's a right or a wrong right. i don't know that there's a this is good this is bad it, it they're both good and so what is it that our teens need one of the conversations i've been having um coming in i've only been here a couple of years in my first year was like the first summer i didn't do a lot because i was transitioning into the talking role about youth with youth yeah. yep and the second year, there'd be COVID. some people that'd be like, you've been here for a I long know. time for the youth yeah. group for children's. I feel like we're, I'm, I'm doing good, but youth group, this is only really, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as we go into sports camp and yeah. like it, implodes. I'm doing great as we implode. Yeah. yeah. Um, but at least I kind of have an idea what I'm doing. Yeah, That's yeah, more yeah, where I'm at. Yeah. I'm doing good. Cause You're I'm familiar, kind of You're familiar have, with yeah, that. Area. We're not yeah, figuring yeah. it out as we go Yeah. for youth. This is our first like full summer of ministry mm-hmm. because COVID kind of shut us down. So we did a bunch last year. It just wasn't what we would, we wanted. Um, So that being said, I think we're just asking the question, like, what is it our teens need? There hasn't been a lot of engagement up until, into these summer events. Mm -hmm. And even then we only like, we took nine students, which was amazing, but we run an average of, you know, 40 kids a a week. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of it was, it wasn't money because we provided the way to earn 100% of your money. In fact, yeah. I don't think any of our people on our mission trip outside of our adults had to pay a thing because they raised so much money. Money, if you're going to serve the Lord, uh, I'm going to ruffle feathers here, but if you're going to serve the Lord, money's irrelevant. Absolutely. And it is amazing how God provides. I've been to Israel twice, and yeah. I, it, it was funded so fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, from the generous... Um, absolutely generosity of others and from hard work absolutely things like that like you have to do the work don't get me wrong but there are so many times where parents see price tags and i'm like if you're doing it for jesus he's gonna he'll it it will pay back dividends um and we saw that unfold Mm -hmm. i mean our teens really with the fun they they did the work they put the time in but they didn't pay a dime right and so that was you know people saw that and they said oh no or i'm not sure if i want my kid to go and And there's growth that happens in that process oh so much yeah yeah, yeah. and a lot of it a lot of faith and trust that god Mm -hmm. will provide um it got to the point where i actually had people say we would love to help sponsor a kid and i'm like they've raised all their money like i that's awesome hit me up next time so I, you know, some of the prayer is just how do we continue to build that momentum? Mm-hmm. These kids came back excited, on fire. They're so bonded together. And other kids are seeing, I want that. Yeah. So how do we continue? And do we need to be consistent for a few years to just get the buy-in yeah. and then make a change? I don't know. So that's kind of where those are the things we're thinking about, praying about. Um, you get all the I people in a room. You have a great staff. You've done a great mm-hmm. job with that. You get them all in a room. We've been praying for a month. Half the table says we do this. Yeah, Half the table will. 
we says we do this when you're dealing with with individuals how do you um let me as you're thinking about that i'm gonna (laughs) give you some time to think about that because you know what i'm saying like how do you make the decision right and i had this um we've had a plethora of people who are are new to the church and the first thing they want to know is like how does the church make decisions are you congregationally led are you pastor led whatever the case is and i tell people all the time i was like i think about it like this we're in a van pastor jordan drives the bible's the gps and then we have all the elders that sit kind of up front the deacons are in the back you know of the van and then we haul this ginormous camper where our congregation sits and lives and um so one individual asked me a couple weeks ago, they're like, so you make all the decisions. And I was like, so Pastor Jordan drives the van. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <I know. laughs> and I was like, you know, it's it's funny. I said, I said, yeah, my hands are on the wheel, mm-hmm. but I'm listening constantly, yeah. you know, to whatever that GPS is saying or whatever the case is. And we've been, I, I can only think of like maybe three mm-hmm. or four, if that decisions where I made the call. You yeah. know, where there was so the voices were like, let's do this. Let's mm-hmm. do this. You know, it's kind of like your kids when they're like, hey, yeah. where do you want to eat lunch? You oh, know, and you never ask that question. That question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. it, it, it's hard um, because like I told him, I said, we we also pull over four times a year and ask questions, yeah. you know, and, and we're like getting everybody out of the bus and or the camper or whatever. And we're like, OK, what do you guys think? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I know kind of how that looks on on a on a congregational level, just what does that look like? Here's 50% of people saying we do this and 50% of the people saying we do this. How do you make the call? Well, I'm going to pray that it's like 60, 40 at Uh. least. (laughs) Just kidding. Which is still a lose, lose vote, right? Um, you know, nobody takes a church on 60, 40. Yeah. No joke. And if you did, maybe it's seven, maybe it's 80, 20, either way. Um, I think, We've had those times. Um, Mm -hmm. I have a group of people who is amazing, but I've got some people who they're not afraid to stake their opinion. Right. Um, Here's what I'm very thankful with for my team is if I make a decision, they will they will fall like I don't. Mm -hmm. This sounds bad. They will fall in line. That's not the way I want to say it, but they will support it. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what they trust you. They do. And so there have been times this summer. I mean, I had pushback on this summer mm-hmm. of, I don't know if we should do all this. I think it's too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, you were in the planning session when we planned it. Right, right. And, but they supported it. Mm-hmm. And it's, so even, I think if there's a split, I again, there's no wrong answer in some of this. I'm just going to, I I pray a lot before those planning things. Of yeah. God, give me wisdom. I listen. You know, okay, so are we split because, um it's legitimately these are both amazing ideas or we split because this bent, you know, is this a little more selfish in their push for yeah, this yeah. or is this a little bit more of their desires or just what they're comfortable and they've always known. So I do a lot of listening of what is the reason for the difference of differences of opinions. Mm-hmm. And then I just really try to look at, this isn't me. This isn't my, this isn't what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, what is best for our kids yeah. and what's best for our teens and, um, what what yeah so i do a lot of listening so that way i can see what that's what the reason for that split which oftentimes if you're really listening to the words they're saying it's well i want to do this because i did this when i was a kid Mm. or i want to do this because it's comfortable 
and we already know where I want to do this because it's because our old uh, church did. Yeah. This. Or it's a little bit cheaper or sure. it's a little bit or you, whatever. Mm-hmm. And if I can kind of sort through the junk and get to the OK, but what is it that like if I can constantly go back and help them go back to what is the reason we do what we do? Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes it kind of works itself out. And if it doesn't, again, I'm very thankful for the team I have that they're going to push. They're going to give me their opinions. And I'm a I'm a devil's advocate person. I'm going to yeah. list every like, let's think this, 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 this and this. So I'm that person in most trying meetings. really hard not to like you're like, Amen uh, yeah, but it is. <laughs> I do. I think through every situation and yeah. like, have we thought it through? And I have some of those on my team, which is hard when you're in leadership but appreciative Mm. because you realize okay we're not going into this blind yeah but they will ultimately say i respect your authority and i think because there are other places i don't push my authority Mm -hmm. okay i don't care if we have pepperoni pizza or sausage pizza make a call i don't care if we go to this person's pool or that person's pool make a call right you know so there are other there are areas where i'm like this isn't this is not a decision I need to have my hand in and I let that freedom go a mm-hmm. lot. So then the times I do need to come down and say, Hey, this is the decision as the head I have got to make. Mm-hmm. This is what we're doing. There's a respect there because I don't abuse that authority often. I try not to, at least I try to be really hard, not like really try not to do that. Yeah. One of the things we, we do uh, all the time is we try not to make a decision for one person. Right. Like, and, and that can be really hard because you'll hear people say something and I'm like, Man, if we make that call, we're doing that for one person. Mm-hmm. Now, if w- sometimes, sometimes you will make a decision for one person. I remember when we had um, a situation in children's ministry where we had um, an individual that was handicapped, right? Couldn't go upstairs, right? And so we we, we were like, <laughs> yeah, hey, we gotta we gotta figure this out yeah. because that hinders that one person yeah. to, for coming and participating. Yep. It's not the same on the no. other other side of things. There's there's going to be times when those things are like the one case study that yep. that breaks it. Yeah, you know, but absolutely. for the most part, it's it's not. And then it also sounds like there's a, there's has to be a, a, a delicate balance between um, faith. Mm-hmm. Like we have a faith component here, um, and just in my own like processes, I'm like this isn't big enough. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like it's too easy. Mm-hmm. If something's too easy to walk on, I'm like, ah, this is going to work. Um, and then also, uh, I love when my team's a little afraid, you yeah. know, like, uh, Oh wait, what? Like, it, is this going to work? Mm-hmm. It is. It pushes you. Is and, it safe? And the best part is like, it doesn't work because of anything I do. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I had no idea what I was doing, like leading this trip. It was <laughs> awesome. Like we were totally like figuring it out, but God worked in such big ways that we, it was so obviously God. Yeah. And when our teams can experience that, and I even think I look at my leadership team and watching the youth and getting to experience, like seeing the experiences through their eyes, mm-hmm. like they're like, Jessica, they've changed. Yeah. I'm like, I know. Yeah. God's awesome. Yeah. That's all I got. Looking at, looking at, we can't, we can't break down like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, right. Friday, Saturday, you know, all that other stuff. You guys are gone for uh, five days, six days, six days, six days. So, um, seven days. When, when you week. look at that as a whole mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, here's kind of um, two things that went well, two things mm-hmm. that didn't go well. Uh, start with two things that you would say these are these are huge pluses um, in regards to that trip. Yeah. Um, so our kids learn the power of prayer mm. and they experience the power of prayer 
and they began to tap into the power of prayer. Mm -hmm. um, I was crazy intentional. And part of it was because I didn't know what I was completely doing. <laughs> so I'm like, we're going to pray before everything. Right. And at the beginning of the week, like. And Isn't I it amazing like, how many people don't? Yeah. Uh, yes. Blows and, my mind. And we prayed like it was nonstop. And I'm like, I'm not going to pray. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm going to pray some. And there are certain times I'm going to kick in and be the one that prays. But teens this is you mm. and at the beginning of the week there was a lot of hesitancy mm. um, we went to a homeless shelter at the very beginning of the week to drop off our actually the first night we arrived we took the leftover tacos and gave it to the homeless shelter the kids were nervous <laughs> and they're like i don't know what we're doing here yeah. and um there we said you need to pray and they all had this look of like mm -hmm. dear god please send jesus back today send jesus back. <laughs> and um we went to the same homeless shelter at the end of the week to deliver some more food. Yeah. And um, the owner, owner, leader, head, she's not really the owner, the person that runs the place sure. um, was there and shared their life story. And most of us leaders stayed on the bus. Huh. And I watched one of my teens say, can I pray for you? Yeah. And it was teen led and they prayed over those people. That's awesome. They experience the power of prayer, which is super encouraging because you just had a scavenger hunt and <laughs> they, I did. They, we did a scavenger hunt and they stopped with you and they didn't know how to pray. Those kids didn't go on the trip. It was amazing. Like I was like, what is happening? Because yeah. uh, they were supposed to pray for me you yeah. know, or whatever the case is. And mm, I'm like, that was not one of my oh boy, it wasn't your fault. It was just yeah, super we missed funny. A mark somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And they by the you know, at the beginning of the week, I don't want to pray for lunch at the end of the week. I'll pray. Let's just yeah. pray so we can eat like and yeah. part of that was that. But they experienced that. And so that, I think that was one of our biggest. Um, it's so lacking. It is. It I, is I watch it more and more. And I am just as guilty. I mm -hmm. mean, it's a discipline that I'm quick to pray when things are hard and I forget to pray when things are easy. So true. And um, yet without the power of God, without prayer is so powerful. It's the most important part of, I think, of some of what we did. Um, so I think that was a highlight. Um, another huge win. And this kind of is an arching story Day two was the 4th of July, and we, um, we did a community day, ran games, put on glitter tattoos, all that jazz. And we're watching fireworks, and we're sitting there, and all of a sudden, we were kind of by all the fire trucks, and they all peel out. And this family that we had been ministering to their kids kind of all day peeled out after them. And mm. we're like, oh, uh -oh. no. So we yeah. kind of did a quick, like, Jesus, be with the situation. Okay, let's go watch fireworks some mm -hmm. more. I mean, it was real low-key. Next day, we're delivering f or we're handing out food, and this lady's there. And I don't know. I just felt like I should pray. Ask her if I can pray. I mean, it was really weird. I don't do that naturally. And I'm like, ma'am, can I pray for you? Mm -hmm. She breaks down. It was her daughter's trailer that burnt down. And so the place that – and, like, they lost everything. I mean, their entire home, it's gone. Um, lost their two dogs in the fire. It was Whoa. just awful. Like, they yeah. had nothing. She's like, they're living on an RV in, by their house. And so I'm like, man, the place we're ministering with and alongside, they have houseware stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I wonder if I could just, I'm just going to pass her name on. No, just so they know this is someone they should keep in mind. Well, the people we minister with um, did some digging, called 911 to get their information. Ended up being the same people that we saw peel out of the fire. Crazy. Like crazy. We ended up taking so many home goods over to them. That's awesome. Got to pray for them. Yeah. Um, it was just full circle. So we had so many moments like that. Like that was a huge highlight. Our teens, like they weren't involved in each aspect, but mm -hmm. they knew about each aspect yeah. and they got to see how God worked. And that family, I mean, they just sobbed as we're giving them um, blankets, That's awesome. pillows, a blender, a coffee maker. You yeah. know, they had nothing. Yeah. Um, 
so I think that was a huge high of just seeing the impact then immediately. Like we saw that we made a difference. There are two guys from Grace, uh, both of them that you know, um, but I want to name drop. Uh, every time I go out to lunch with them, they always say, um, like the waitress comes up. I've, I've done this every now and again. I learned it from them. Um, I forget all the time. But uh, they'll come up and they'll say, what's your name? You know, mm-hmm. uh, Sue, right. whatever, you know. And um, they'll always say, like, Sue, we usually pray before we eat. Is there anything that we can pray specifically for oh, you awesome. about? And uh, it's the hardest thing to do. It is. I don't know why. It's just so... And maybe it's just just me and my life right now. I think now. it's my own insecurity. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's all me. Yeah, it's my fault. Like, but we pray for our food, but we don't pray for people who right. are in our path. You know, yep. which is so it's so weird. And I think we've made prayer this really formal thing where it's so um, uh, hard. Yeah. You know, because I don't sound like you. Right. You know, um, and and I think that's that's not good. Yeah. yeah. So, kudos to you. All right. Second thing. Oh, those. Okay. So, oh, those are two, but I can do a. I mean, I have so many, um, we got to minister. So we did a vacation Bible school type thing. It was a three day thing. And, um, she has these interns and like, when you think intern, you think like college age kid, probably somewhat equipped. No, they're like 13 and 14 and their home lives are awful and they have no experience and they act like my eight year old. Um, great interns. Yeah. Great interns. And those are her interns, which I think no, I, I mean, it, oh, it's explained so many things, but, um, <laughs> you she, just said a lot without saying a lot. I did. And we decided like they just were around mm-hmm. and they don't, they weren't so real socially aware. Like they're just, they're like the, about the maturity level of your eight year olds. Yeah. And so not bad, just young. And then their home lives were terrible. Um, one, their dad had just died. Um, by fault of like the operating room like it was legit like crazy stuff other their mom was getting checked into rehab and we just decided these were the kids we were going to minister to this Mm -hmm. week yes they're not really the kids we came to minister to but they're the kids we're going to minister to and I watched my teens at the beginning of the week kind of shy away and by the end of the week like just embracing and loving them and these these kids the boy especially just needed older boys and men to look up mm-hmm. to. And he just gravitated towards them. Yeah. And so it was just really cool to watch them go from I'm uncomfortable around the uncomfortable to now I'm going to be Jesus and I'm going to love you even though you're uncomfortable. Yeah. And so sure. I think that was a highlight. Um, you need yeah. people in your life. Yeah, yeah. And we can be that person for people. And I think it's really easy to love the lovely. Yeah. And it's really easy. That cute kid. Like I, I took it back to like, we have sports camp coming up and everyone loves a cute, fun little kid. That's just like, they love them. But what about that hard kid? Right. That kid that drives you crazy mm-hmm. and you don't know their baggage, but chances are they need that love even more than that cute, well-behaved kid. And just, I, I told him, I said, don't forget this. Like mm-hmm. we're going to be serving the most of them. Actually, all of them are serving at our sports camp this week. And I said, I want you to look for the unlovely. Mm-hmm. Find that kid that just needs someone to sit next to them yeah. and be a role model too. Um, That's yeah. fascinating because I was that, un- uh, that unlovely kid. I still think I am to, to a certain <laughs> extent. But yeah, I think it's uh, one of those things that um, I think we try to fix people a lot mm-hmm. instead of just just find ourselves in their in their life and so oftentimes we're like hey um let me give you all the solutions to your problem Uh, i just read um uh i don't want to give the name of the book but anyway um 
anyway, uh, guy not a believer goes um, to like a monastery, mm-hmm. and he's and he essentially just like unwinds on this guy for like three and a half hours like of his life, and his and he's like the guy never said anything. This monk, you know, whatever he doesn't say a thing, and he finally looks at him. And he's like after like three four hours, he looks at him. He's like, hey, you haven't said anything, you know. What do you think about everything that I just told you? Mm-hmm. And he looks back at me. He's like, me too. Yeah. <laughs> and that's yeah. what people need sometimes is, hey, I struggle. I have yep. this problem in my life. I'm constantly trying to, it, like, I don't need solutions. Yeah. I just need to know that you you struggle too. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we need to tell people that you can be victorious in it yeah. too, you know, I, if not all the time. Yeah. And sometimes it's just, I'm going to sit with you Yeah, and that's what I'm going to offer you because like these kids, we couldn't solve these kids' problems. Their mm. problems are problems that we prayerfully, our kids will never face yeah. um, in terms of just their parental upbringing and, yes, but we're going to, we're going to be a good role model and yeah. we're going to love you. I would be so curious at the, how that area got to be that area. Yeah, I don't like know. Like that's I mean, that's really fascinating. It was it's it, it is just it is a poor area. Um which is amazing because there are areas like that in uh, around us too. Mm-hmm. I think all the time we think, well, you know, nobody really struggles with this. Ah, no, I bet they're, yeah. They're closer There's than more. you think. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. All right, two things that you look at and you're like, man, like just <laughs> imploded yeah um so the ministry organization that we with went with or we served i should say um she uh runs she's very not type a (laughs) 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 and she's very um like their whole their whole thing is they have a plan for the day and this is something i'm learning to embrace a little Mm -hmm. um probably not to the extent like we have a plan for the day, but we're going to see where God takes us. Mm. And so their plans would change every minute. Like I talked to her at breakfast. This is what we're going to, we you know, have the day camp in the morning. This is what we're going to do in the afternoon. Yeah. And she'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I talked to her like 30 minutes later when the kids are arriving and she'd Nothing. be like, oh, hey, you're going to go build like this ramp. <laughs> and I'm like, great. Do you have the tools and like some manpower and like the lumber? No. Oh. Uh, I don't think we can build you a handicap yeah. ramp. And she's like, no, you got this. And I'm like, no, we don't got this. You're going to need to find something else. Okay. So like an hour later, Hey, you're going to go do like, Hey, we got like these 40 foot like flower beds. Like I need you to just go weed them. Oh, great. You got the tools. No, nothing. Uh, okay. Um, we, there's ticks. We didn't, we, we didn't plan on that. Okay. Maybe no, no, we could not. I mean, we're, there's like four, 40 foot flower bed do you think she was just so overloaded yes yeah there's so much and there's so great a need so with that being said that was a constant struggle Mm -hmm. and it turned out it made us all go all right god let's see you work right but man the tension was there all week um so we learned that um we're gonna let god direct our steps i think because of that we were able to experience some things that um we probably wouldn't have but as a leader, it was hard. You know, my kids yeah. are like, what, what are we doing today? And I'm like, oh, like, I got no plan. Like, we had a plan. And every that was just kind of every day. So I wouldn't say it was like it blew up because we saw God work in spite of it. But if you've ever tried to lead when there's absolutely no direction and leadership, mm-hmm. it's really hard. Um, on the flip side, we learned really quickly to say, let's just keep our eyes open and see what God does. It's a good lesson for us, though, too. Absolutely. I mean, because there's uh, – I've seen this constantly with leadership where people 
are like that because they're overloaded. Yeah. And it's like, you need to just concentrate on like one. doing one mm -hmm. or two things really well. Like for us at the church, it's every should have everybody should have a primary and a secondary yeah. role. Like what's your primary role and your secondary role? Because you can get so, oh, I got to do this and I got to do yeah. this and I got to do this. And it might not even been her personality. It's just there's so many yeah. things that she wanted to do or get done. It's well, like, and I look at her area and there's so many needs. Mm -hmm. The needs are so great. So every single thing she was doing was amazing. Mm -hmm. It was her and her husband. And she's not young. I mean, she's, yeah. you know, upper 60s. And so to which somebody who's upper 60s would be like, she's really young. <laughs> but she doesn't have the energy of a 20 year old. Right, right, right. I don't have the energy of a 20 year old, right, you know, like right. this is not a couple that's fresh on the field. Right. Um, there, there's just life, but there's life and there's experience. So, um, yeah, there was a lot to be learned from that. Uh, so not really imploding, but yeah, that was hard. Um, I don't know. Like, uh, it was gross. Uh, it, there was it was nothing bad nothing terrible happened but you're talking it was just gross i mean mm -hmm. you had to walk outdoor yeah. like to a different building for your bathrooms the showers stunk like i don't know what not convenient at all not i mean it was hot uncomfortable yeah the air you woke up like sweating even though there was air conditioning it was in the night it was heat index of over 100 every day mm -hmm. um we all still which makes you weight. thankful for what you have oh my goodness yeah. yes yeah we all gained weight because mitch cooked way too much food so we blamed him. We're like, we thought we sweat it all off. We didn't. <laughs> Couldn't drink the water. Um, Just because it was bad? Yeah, it was contaminated. Mm. So you had to brush your teeth with water bottles. Um, nice. Yeah. You closed your mouth when you took a shower and didn't look up at the ceiling because there were creepy crawlies. So, yeah. you know, nothing bad, just experiences. Yeah. I wouldn't say, like, I can't think of anything that was like, this was terrible. We should have never done it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say what's next, but I know sports camp's coming up. So Yeah, sports camp's next. So, um, And for our teens, they are going to be a vital part of it. Um, mm -hmm. I watched them step up in leadership and do a lot of teaching, um, which was really cool. Like, they, you know, this kid taught the memory verse and another kid taught the lesson. And I watched them get excited about that. And so I think it's we got to continue to build on that excitement. Yeah. They've had some training. They've done it for a very small group of kids. I think there was only like 15 to 18 kids that came to this VBS. Mm -hmm. um, and so how do we now continue to build on that? I saw some gifts rise up in them. Um, <laughs> hello. <laughs> the lights just shut off in yeah. the room. Which that means was you and I didn't move a whole <laughs> lot. That's that's what happened right Did there. Did we just lose power? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Our Anyways. lights come on automatically. They yeah. just like totally went. They totally that, went that happens in my office. That sometimes. was fun. Like, Mine too. I'll I be won't move there. and I'm like, oh, oh okay. Move. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think next is just continuing to build on that. And mm. I challenged, uh, we, we debriefed with the teenagers on Sunday night and I challenged them three things. I said, if you attended Raybird or Camp Raybird and mm. served, if you did the retreat or if you went on the mi this mission trip, we set you up to connect with God. Right. We gave you those opportunities. Yeah. We paved we, the road. We did. We opened, like, you had to do devotions every morning. We mm -hmm. did team debriefs every night that we were in the Word together. Um, retreat, we provided devotions for you to do. Mm -hmm. How are you going to connect with God on your own? Yeah. Um, I said, we connected you with other believers. You were surrounded by each other, and the fellowship was so sweet. How are you going to keep doing that? Yeah. And then we gave you a common cause, whether it was serving at Camp Raybird or serving on this mission trip or just even going and, um, you know, learning from God's word together at the retreat. What are we going to do together that's going to continue to push that forward and said, focus on those three things. And I think 
and pull other people in because yeah. it can't just be the groups that win. So that's kind of what's next for our teens is just continuing to pull other people into what we've done, help them connect with God, with each other and serve together. And I think as we do that, we'll prayerfully, we'll see growth in them spiritually, mm-hmm. but also as they continue to bring in people to join them in what they're doing. We had a guest speaker on Sunday and um, he comes up to me and he's like, your youth section listens to you. And I was like, well, technically they listen to you because yeah. <laughs> you preached. Um, he said, but he asked, he's like, did they listen? I mm-hmm. said, for the most part, yeah. I said, we're always going to have teenagers oh, that you know, teenagers. pass notes and Absolutely. put Text pens in each other's. <laughs> <laughs> I told the kids, I'm like, hey, so you guys know, like Mondays, we sometimes check those videos out. Yeah. We have a camera that sits right behind our youth section no yeah i'm like yeah <laughs> so hopefully that'll scare them for like a week or two i don't know but they do they you do, know yeah. and and they they do listen and i don't know why um we constantly don't give students credit yeah. you know or or put them in positions where they can lead and serve yep. because they can do it absolutely like, let them do it it's it's, yep. it's not a bit i think if if i was you know um talking to somebody about oh i can't find volunteers and all that other stuff i'd be like you need to start looking for to youth because yeah. They will do it. They will. And they want to. You put Mm -hmm. one friend with them and they're in. It doesn't matter. It was crazy. I'd ask them to do some of the grossest things on this mission trip, but they had a buddy they were in. They had two or three. You threw a boy and a girl, like two boys, two girls in a mix, and those guys were going to do anything they could to impress the girls. And the girls were like, well, we are just as tough as the guys. Let's do it. And And they make mistakes. You have to give grace. That's fine. But like, I I would have no problem. I've done it. I've had students watch my house when I'm gone. Yeah, me too. I mean, I've had... Uh, students help me out and just like yep. random things or, uh, man, Sunday, uh, was that, did we do that on Sunday? Uh, last time we did communion, mm-hmm. there was three girls that came up. My daughter was one of them and they were like, can we go now? And I was like, you know what? I said, normally we have a person that goes through and like picks up mm-hmm. all the communion cups and whatnot. I said, I'll tell you what, why don't you take a section, you take yeah. a section and you take a section and, and get all the communion cups picked up. They did the whole thing. Yeah. I think we forget that the, the, the kids and the teens are not the future church. They are the they church. Are the church. Yeah. And, um, because of that, they need, you know, we're all called to serve mm-hmm. and, um, they need those opportunities. And that is one of the fun parts of doing the job that I do because I sit over children's and youth. It's very easy for me to plug them into the areas that I serve, but I know not everyone is gifted with children. And so, um, finding those avenues for them to plug in in other places, um, and just use the gifts that God's given them because we've all been given those things to further his name. And And you don't always have to give them an incentive. No, to serve either. Like they just want to do it. They just want to do it. I know like at sports camp, one of the things you do really well is uh, for the students that serve, instead of tearing down, like at the yeah. end of the week, we l- we have a pool party for them. Yeah, they, all, they are going to hit the road on Friday night, and yeah. that'll be great. Uh, that's fine. Like, we'll, we got mm-hmm. it. You guys did great. Like, we appreciate it. You did a fantastic yep. job. You they know. all came in yesterday and did all the hard work anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> let so them go. Let them yep. go. Uh, you know, there's. I think there's so many times. Yep. Um, I just did a a focus group for an organization the other day and they gave me an Amazon gift card and we were talking just at the end of it and they were like, you know, how do we get more people to participate? And I said, people will participate if they love the yes. organization. Yes. I said, I didn't do this for a gift card. No. I did this because I love your organization mm-hmm. and I I love that you're asking my opinion. Yeah. You know, and I, I think so oftentimes we're like, well we have to give people something for sports camp we just give people food yeah like we're like hey we'll fuel you if you're willing to you know 
We have 136 volunteers. <laughs> it's, it's a lot, we man. It takes an army. We have 187 campers. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go cry now. <laughs> but you know what? Like, but they do. They want, but they, they believe in it. They exactly. believe in making Christ known near yep. and far. They believe in um, building into the youth in our community. And they believe in our church and the work that we're doing for the kingdom. And, um, and they just want to be part of the fun. Mm-hmm. And so you set people up for those things you get them excited about it um you create atmosphere where just because it's hard doesn't mean it's bad and you know we saw it on the mission trip we'll see it at sports camp and there it's not easy the -hmm. job is not easy but the task can be a blast when you're doing it with people that love the lord and love each other and um and you yeah i don't know it's just really fun to watch in every situation i'm in i have seen God work through the people who lead almost more than the people who you're serving and ministering yeah, to. Yeah, so true. And that's some, one of my favorite parts of everything I've done. We had a um, that water issue, uh, which was a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. where we had four inches of water in the basement. And um, Deacons and myself, yeah. we're all here on Sunday afternoon, you know, like trying to get this water out of the basement or whatever. We just had um, a board meeting, mm-hmm. and he's stepping off this year and he's been on for six so like super it's it's always just kind of teary-eyed when that happens but um he said i will miss um which we let him step off for a year and then if he wants to come back you know um he totally can but uh he said the the camaraderie Mm -hmm. that takes place in the chaos yeah and he just he just uh, you know articulated on there were so many good conversations as we're trying to get all this water out, mm-hmm. you know, and we're laughing. Right. And there's nothing we can there's do. Nothing. You can't help but laugh in some of those hard situations. Yeah. And he's like, it's those, awesome. you know, his wife asked him, are you, will you be excited? And he's like, you know, honestly, no. He's like, yeah. because um, I will miss that, that yep. season of camaraderie and chaos and fixing problems mm-hmm. and being able to fix problems and, even with the problems that we can't fix, just being there in the moment with these individuals that are, we all have that common, you know, interest here. Mm -hmm. They got nothing out of getting the water out of the basement. No, we didn't, we didn't give out gift cards. We didn't, we said, thank you. Yeah. Um, but in the same breath, they just knew this is what they signed up for, Mm -hmm. you know, and this was, this was part of the job. And, um, I don't even want to say job. It's part of the service Yeah. and they were happy to do it, you know? So, it's yeah i think sometimes we we get to the point with things where we're like we have to give and mm-hmm. and we're we're missing especially in church world that you're already getting oh so much just by giving yourself 100% you know so um big takeaway um it started with the retreat when it was supposed to rain and so i had to change all of my plans mm-hmm. and it continued when i worked with a lady who didn't know what a plan was <laughs> and um I I miss moments to see God work mm-hmm. because my head's down and I'm doing the plan. Yeah. And I think I was just reminded this summer, um, planning is good. I, I'm just studying Noah because we're going to teach on Noah at uh, one of the days at sports camp. And God was detailed. And this is he gave exact measurements for the ark. And so God is a God of order and a God of detail and a God of plan. Um, he loves structure. He does. But I think sometimes he says, Jessica, just 
take your eyes off your plan and put your eyes on my plan. And so I think that was my biggest challenge and takeaway was remember my plans are they hopefully they're aligned to God's plans. But if they're not, I need to jump ship from mine and get on his really quick. And um, the guy from the thing, he goes, you know, he, he was so Southern, like, it's not even Southern. It's just Appalachian. It's a, it's a different talk. And um, can't really understand him. And he goes, you know, I make a plan every day. And then I say, God, do what it th- what you may. Do your thing. And he like just so like, and we're like, he just rhymed. That's weird. But that's awesome. And I thought he's not wrong. Yeah. Like, here's my plan. But God, make it what it needs to be to further your name and glorify you. And so. Um, Pave and pray. Yeah. Yeah. That was. I think that was my big takeaway. Um, I oversee a lot. And so there's a lot of planning that has to happen in that. Mm-hmm. And I sometimes get lost in that. And I forget to say, God, just take this direction you need yeah. it to go. Even if it's so contrary to it, what I would have done. There has to be a balance, though. Like you, 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 yeah, can, you can get too, I, too far on one, I didn't one plan of those sports sides. camp. Good luck. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. kidding. Yeah, like there are people that do that. Like, yeah. hey, we're going to have 190 people here with 110 volunteers. Do whatever you want. Yeah. There is a there is a fine there line is. and balance between paving and praying. Absolutely, and you have to you have to live in that balance. But I think if you do the diligence, but then you hold it loosely, mm-hmm. and you let God work in those moments. So if something goes over for fifteen minutes because kids are asking questions about the gospel, so be it. Like mm-hmm. don't be so stuck in your routine. Right. Um, we would have missed some really crazy opportunities to minister to people if we would have stuck with our routine. Right. And so yeah, I think it's hold its plan. Be diligent, work unto the Lord, give 100%, and then hold it open and say, do with it what you want, God. And help me not be so rigid that I won't take that step of obedience um, into something else. That's interesting you say that. I'm watching this um, documentary right now. These two guys uh, are driving all over the world and on motorcycles. Mm-hmm. And just the other day, it's so funny you bring this up because I was watching. And um, they have, like, so many roads. They don't, they're not even driving on roads sometimes. They're just, yeah. like... These uh, these like horrible strips and they're seasoned motorcycle riders. So this guy's asking this guy, he says, um, he says, what's the secret to driving on these on these roads that are like bumpy and horrible? And uh, he said he said, well, the secret to to any cyclist, if you want to be successful, is you have to, first of all, see. Um, farther than what's in front of mm-hmm. you. So you're 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 always like yeah. looking at the horizon of where you want to go. Right. But then you're kind of like uh, your peripheral vision is kind of like seeing what's kind of in front mm-hmm. of you. But but for the most part, you're focused on where you want to go. Mm-hmm. And then he's and then the second part was, he's like if you hold on to the bars too hard, he's like the uh, you're forcing the bike to do mm-hmm. something that it doesn't want to do. So what you have to do is you have to kind of loosen your grip a little, and you have to let the bike kind of go where it wants to go and he's like but if you tighten up you'll you'll fall he's like because it'll just throw you off yeah. because you're forcing it to do yeah. something it doesn't want to do and i thought just what you just yeah. said like that's yeah life yeah. like that's a walk the road is rough mm-hmm. just horribly rough and peter calls us to keep our eyes on the horizon yep. you know so hey keep eternity in mind and then you got to hold on to the bars. Yeah. Like you have to. <laughs> yeah. But you can't hold on to him too tight. Mm-hmm. And that's a crazy thing about Jesus. He's like, you can do this, but be be careful yeah. with it. You can do this, yep. but you got to be careful with that. And it's like Where? you're living in this balance yeah, of. That sweet spot. Yeah. It's hard and, to find. Well, and then the best part was at the end of the conversation, he said, if you do it right, if you do it just right, he's like, 
the ride is so fun. Uh, yeah. And I was like, man, that's, that's so true. That's life. It's He's so like, because yep. you're living in like this mm-hmm. unstable stability. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, that's exactly what it's like to know Jesus mm-hmm. is. It's like this constant, uncomfortable, comfortable, yeah. you know, situation. Yep. Pray and pave, man. It's, yeah. it's, and if you wonder what that looks like, take a look at David's life in first and second Samuel. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but, all right, so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna punch out um, for a, another week, and then because oh. um, you're gonna go on vacation, oh, and we're yeah, gonna do week. sports camp. Yes. Oh, um, yeah. And then we're gonna come back and we're gonna kind of de- debrief sports camp. Okay. And we'll kind of talk through some of that. Um, this is just kind of an ebbs and flows in mm-hmm. ministry. July is kind of up and down for us. Yeah. And that's okay. We'll come back with consistency in August yep. and September. So that's fine. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do ministry because we have to do ministry yeah. for the next couple weeks, and then you're gonna take a much needed vacation. And then I'm gonna go on vacation, yeah, and I yeah, don't yeah. I I, <laughs> I don't want to say I don't want to do ministry because, but I want to love my kids well that that vacation time. Yeah, so um, we will so uh, we will be back soon. Soon, um, not 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 too long, <laughs> but we'll definitely take uh, be back uh, soon. So here we go, right? Yeah. All right. Until we meet again, God bless. Thank you for listening to the Community Gospel Church podcast. If you would like to support this ministry financially, simply log on to communitygospelchurch.com and click the Contribute tab.